welcome to Wildbeans and Wizards. This is your host, Light Lightfinger Thief, and I'm here joined by Logar. Hello, I am Logar, the Barbarian. Logar, I know it's uh, the fall season. We've had a campaign of, you know, going on the hunting and dead, but what do the undead really think think about nowadays? Oh, they, you know, ponder things, uh, how chilly the grave is, how the, the, <laughs> the beautiful turning of the leaves in, in the fall, <laughs> how much how? they would like to taste food again and maybe feel warm <laughs> to see the sun one more time. That's, that's very poetic. <laughs> <laughs> Mind of the Vampire. This is from Dragon Mag 162, October of 1990. Now, I'm going to, I want to point out that this is 1990. And one of the big things at the time that's even referenced in here that Anne Rice's vampire books were, were, were fairly popular around that time and era. Yes. And so I think some of this is kind of, we're also looking around the time. Was it was Vampire the Masquerade released in 1990? Oh, it's close. I don't remember. I thought I first encountered it when I was in college. So it's in that era. Because I think it may have been 1990 when Vampire the Masquerade pops. So it's around the time of Vampire the Masquerade coming out. So in the 90s, and for those of us who were there, remember it well, vampires got got kind of popular for a minute there. (laughs) Yeah, the vampires, the goth scene, all that got super popular, super cool. Um Reading through this article, I was like, eh, but again, for its time. <laughs> so they talk about, like, what? They talk about the mind of the undead a little bit, right? They talk about ghosts, liches, and vampires. Yeah, so the whole, the the, the deal with this one is that they're trying to, they start with ghosts and they and the and the liches, they go into that and the vampires, and they're trying to flesh out, give some kind of hue, like I guess humanity to the undead monsters, which in this day and age, we have a lot of games that have done a lot with that post-vampire. Right. That's kind of like I don't need a lot of urging, but at this point it's kind of sounding like, oh, your your vampires are just uh sort of like ghouls that are out to bite and suck your blood it seems like right the assumption is that we're starting from so it starts to give some of those ideas to make and spice up and make interesting the ghosts like why is the ghost stuck behind and things like that i feel like in 1990 it's an interesting thing, I guess, just in terms of the evolution of games historically more so than anything else, because, you know, what comes in the 90s with the goth thing got big, Vampire the Masquerade right. got big, you know, being an evil, angsty ghost that's that suffering was kind of a popular theme throughout the decade. <laughs> this is at the very start we're going with, but they give you a lot of stuff starting with ghosts. Uh, why is the ghost stuck? Yep. And it gives you some things like stuck to objects or stuck because of unfinished businesses and stuff like that. Undying Un- love. Undying love. Undying vengeance. Either or. And, and sadly, I feel that perhaps some of these are even just at this point, like, a little tired and wore out. <laughs> well, again, as you mentioned, 30 very... Years, 32 years later. <laughs> 32 years later. But as you mentioned, for its time, it would have been revolutionary because... You know, around 1990, what did we have in terms of ghost movies? We had like what Poltergeist, maybe, uh, The Exorcist. I don't think even that. What year did that ghost movie with Demi Moore 
come out and Patrick Swayze. Oh, I never even saw that. Well, that I think that was late eighties, wasn't it? Or was that early nineties? Yeah. Oh, I forget now. So Ghost, let me see. You know, that one would be like what Undying Love and uh, maybe Spiritual Anchor. <laughs> Ghost came out in nineteen ninety. Um, I wonder what month because <laughs> this came out in October, July. No, so Ghost had been out for a few months. Maybe we just finished watching Ghost and said we're Ghost. gonna write. And we're, we're going to write an article about it. <laughs> if we're dragon mag. So that's why there's all this focus on the love. Because we just had Ghost come out. And he's got to finish something back home. I, I didn't even think of Ghost. I think Ghost may have influenced this a lot more than I realized. It yeah, was. exactly. Because we got Obsession. We got Undying Love. Spiritual Anger. And a little bit of Undying Vengeance, I guess. <laughs> the Lich one I thought was interesting because there was even stuff like liches who didn't realize they were liches, and they go back into the free will thing again. I really love to talk about free will and dragon Mac. <laughs> right. So I thought it was interesting because you know traditionally liches were just like you know the big evil boss that you had to face at the end of a scary dungeon, right? But mm -hmm. here gives a little bit more background about the thoughts of the lich, why they're around, what they want, you know, some of the, the drivers. And also, at some point in time, it kind of challenged or questioned alignment systems, saying that evil is is just kind of disregard for life. And they're not, I think that may have been with regards to the vampires themselves was when they were talking about that. So the categorization of evil being like, oh, you just got to eat folks and kind of they, like and and they kind of gave some, I guess, pushback to evil being all that bad. Well, you know, <laughs> like you said, going for <laughs> During this period, when we got Vampire and Mass Break coming out, people were wanting to be vampires. I mean, some of us still do, I guess. So, am I evil? Blah. Yeah, exactly. It's like vampirism is fun. I mean, it's um, that's one of the subheaders in this article. I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe people do want to become the vampire. Live for, who wants to live forever? <laughs> Didn't we have like an ongoing thread earlier about you were asking for some like uh, classic uh, gothic, gothic bands and songs? Oh yeah, some of the earlier uh, dark waves. I had been making this this playlist of uh, probably new wave, uh, post punk, dark wave era stuff. Mostly some stuff that I felt fit in there. A lot of Depeche Mode, um, psychedelic first. <laughs> Howard De Devoto is it Devito Devoto? How how is it? <laughs> I don't remember. So I'm just trying to think. You know, if we were playing Raven Peter Loft, Murphy. Then, yeah, Peter Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> We were no, playing, if we were playing Ray, Ravenloft, who would be the band in the background? <laughs> so in 1990, Bauhaus, Peter Murphy. Yeah, in 1990, this playlist would probably like like 80 percent of it would have been the background for the the Ravenloft campaign. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's a little cure in there. <laughs> yeah, gotta have some cure, of course. I I think of this. There's, I guess, like. It gives you some basics, like it, it, like, like the lich, the lich one's the most uh, interesting to me because we haven't seen a, I haven't seen as much done with liches as I have with ghosts and vampires. Like, yes, agree. You got Wraith the Oblivion and Vampire the Masquerade, Vampire the Dark Ages, Vampire the what was the other one? Vampire the I think there's another. There's all kinds of different variants, but then the liches. One, some of the interesting things was, was like I said earlier, kind of alluded to is the accidental lich not knowing that, <laughs> right. not knowing or realizing when they actually died or having a realization that they were no longer alive 
it does play into some of those more gothier themes like oh yo this distress of learning that you had died some while ago and we're still going on and then they also had the lonely lich which i don't think they called it that who's the lich no they called it the uh was it the ars Lung was it ars Lunga or something else trying to live amongst society and amongst the living that suggested making some kind of spell to conceal the fact that they were dead and rotting or something along those lines. So we get the lonely lich and the... I'm guessing they're wearing a lot of makeup and stuff probably if they're, uh, you know, trying to blend in. Well, it suggested... It didn't even give a spell. It just kind of suggested since the liches live so long that they would be able to perhaps create a spell to make them appear living and and conceal themselves as undead to others amongst the society that they're in. That's the liches in society. Why would they choose to do this, though? Perhaps some liches are simply lonely. They don't feel the distancing effect from mortals that immortality usually brings with it. And uh, I'm sure, like, there's always this whole thing about how lonely immortality is uh, that people talk about. I, I, right. I mean, I hear that, but man, I wouldn't complain if I was immortal. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, I'm sure I could make a new friend. <laughs> yeah, very, very true. And then the vampire one, like, uh, and the vampirism. Let's see where the the. the Good vampires, so like, can a vampire be good? Not according to the monsters' companions, but then they're like, oh, they kind of like try to bring that in there. I can't say so. Like, I think that at this point, the vamp, the ghost in the lich section is more interesting because at this point, we've done so much with vampires. Like, you got vampire clans coming in from whatever. You've got different sort. Like, how many times have we seen now the vampire that chooses to drink the blood of something else or has invented yep. a fake blood to drink so that it doesn't have to prey on humans, that it's sad and, and immortal and wants to love and things like yep. that. Well, you know, you had like uh, Angel and Buffy the Vampire Slayer who was exactly that, right? So it's <laughs> it's been overdone. Have you have you seen the new uh, interview with the vampire series that's out? No, is there... Is there... A new one out? Yeah, it's a, it's a TV series, and it's interesting. I've been watching it. So which uh, service is it on? Uh, it's on AMC Plus. It's on AMC. Um, and it's it's a uh, it's I think it's really well done. It's very there's some elements about it that I say is far superior to previous versions that have come out. In my personal opinion. <laughs> Uh, it's different from the book, from what I recall, but it's been over, it's probably been 25, 30 years. I read the interview with the vampire, the first one, and started the second one, but never finished it because I didn't care for the, the was that the one where Lovestat became a rock star? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did not care for that book. I was like, all right, I'm done now. <laughs> I put it up. Yeah. But uh, but I, I appreciate the new series. What's interesting is the it's the interview happening again in 2022, like post COVID, like COVID pandemic, and I think they are someplace like Dubai, and he meets Louis, and he's retelling the story, at it like 40, 50 years later, to the older to the fellow he told it to originally. So it's a retelling of interview of the vampire from today with more today's sensibilities because it was originally him telling his story to a journalist. He's like, well, there's inconsistencies in this story. He's like, of course. So they discuss the inconsistencies. So it's interesting like that. Um, 
I don't know. That was just kind of a side thing. Uh, I, we're talking about vampires in my mind with it because I had been watching it. And with Halloween coming up, why not? It's vampire time. Actually, yeah, why watched, not? We just watched Dracula the other night. The oh, uh, Bella Lugosi's dead Dracula. Uh. <laughs> the classic one <laughs> yep undead 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 <laughs> so if, if you're not familiar with the song bella lugosi's dead it is free bird for goths <laughs> exactly it's like, it's like, you should be and if you don't you should go look it up right now <laughs> <laughs> it's free bird. i saw that on the internet and i thought that was silly when they said it was free bird for goths <laughs> yeah but, but but it is though i mean that's the classic you know First goth song, yeah. They all I mean they used to always play it in the goth at the goth clubs back in the nineties when you'd go up there and dancing around. It's always there. right, right before Misfit. The, the the they'd usually do like two Misfit songs in a row too. Usually one of them was Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> they never play Hate Breeders or uh, or what was the one that I always wanted to play Attitude. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna way sidetrack. Let's get back to Liches and the Undead, the Mind of the Vampire. So. Uh, uh, essentially, it's it's one of the longer ones in here, and I feel I felt like we had way more to cover in here when I was reading it. Oh, I mean, the thing was, the vampires is like you said, overdone by modern era. Yeah, so, liches is a thing, and then you know the ghost one, like we just said, it seems like they're influenced by the ghost movie, and the themes are very similar to well, again, yeah, I didn't. What we see in the modern age, movie. so. Uh, the other thing is too, it kind of reminds me of Supernatural a bit, where it talks about the supernatural anchors for the ghosts. Uh, having an object that anchors them here to this world and whatnot, destroying the anchor permanently destroys the ghost. So, what what what, what would your spiritual anchor be? Would it be your D twenty dice? It would probably be a book. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a book somewhere, some some coveted book of mine. I don't know which book. It would probably be the entire library. Please don't burn down my library. Just let me haunt the place and flip through the pages let me at night. Haunt and read. <laughs> exactly. Read the book at night. Let me spend all eternity amongst my books, reading and reading and reading. That's that, that's going to be my character. I'll have to bring them in. In my campaign, one of my earlier worlds, they had uh, we had library wraiths who, like, before, at the moment of their death, were kind of, like, transported to exist through eternity, living in this library this massive library that was like the city center of it so kind of puts me in mind of that i have to bring some library reading ghosts back into my game here <laughs> they're attached to the books probably get, it's, it's like that librarian from the first ghostbusters movie oh yeah i forgot about shush, shushes shushes you with the yes <laughs> lashes out all horrible and scary well i think we're on time if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. If you use support, patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Watch out for the ghosts. They might be rolling your dice too.